Next on a bowl game day edition of BYU Sports Nation, the Cougars and Utes finally renew their rivalry, the must-watch matchups in the 24th annual Las Vegas Bowl. BYU legends John Beck and Johnny Harleen join us live on set together to relive their rivalry heroics and preview the Cougars and Utes. Plus the latest news in the BYU head football coaching search and the BYU basketball triple-double king Kyle Collinsworth strikes again. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now live from Sam Boyd Stadium, getting you ready for the Las Vegas Bowl, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live from Las Vegas at Sam Boyd Stadium in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store. The official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Saturday, December 19th, wherever and however you're dialed in, I'm I'm glad to have you with us. Are you glad to have him with us, Jeremy? It's game day. Absolutely. All this talk about BYU and Utah, all this talk about everything, and we are here. We are in the stadium, and there there is a buzz outside. There is a ton set up to the north uh, over there where both fans are going to engage in pregame festivities. The field is green already to harvest. Let's go, man. We've talked so much. Utah has talked so much. Let's play the game. In three hours and 34 minutes or so, college football will take place between BYU and Utah for the first time in 819 days. Not only that, Jerem, but there is a Karate Kid connection to this bowl game It's day. the 32-year anniversary of Karate Kid, the All-Valley Championships, when Danielson, BYU, Defeated the Cobra Kai. Sweep the leg. Sweep the the leg. All-Valley Championships, 32-year anniversary. (laughs) Okay, so now that we've got the pop culture reference in, Karate Kid has been established. How about some BYU Sports Nation headlines? Here they are, starting with this. This morning, multiple different outlets reporting Kalani Sataki will become the new BYU head coach. Nothing official yet. We will let you know if and when that goes official could be announced later today. Sounds like when, not if. Las Vegas Bowl game day, BYU and Utah. Countdown to kickoffs live from Provo and here with Spencer in Vegas at 2.30 Eastern time. The game's on ABC at 3.30 Eastern. A rebroadcast is on tonight, midnight Eastern on BYU TV as well. BYU men's basketball made a national splash last night thanks to Kyle Collinsworth. They beat Central Michigan 98-85 to move to 7-3. and Collinsworth with his eighth career triple-double extending his already NCAA record over Shaquille O'Neal and a couple of other guys. But but Kyle, I mean, Magic Johnson had eight before it was official in the NCAA yeah, they didn't keep book. assists until the 80s, and he was in the NBA in 79. But now Kyle has equaled even Irvin Magic Johnson. And, and the play that did it was a pass to Zach Selyus, who had a game-high 25. The freshman, the last two games, has been dynamite for BYU. He was 7 of 9 from 3. He was fantastic. Goes for 18 against Colorado in that loss, 25 last night in the win over the Chippewas of Central Michigan. Jimmer Fredette played yesterday as well, 21 points on 9 of 14 shooting to go with 8 boards in the Westchester Knicks. 127-108 win against the Maine Red Claws. Okay, my friends, if you can't yet... Then do it now. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Enough talking. Let's play football already. Or let's give the microphone to Utah's punter last night and let him fan the rivalry flame a little bit more. Here's how that played out last night at the Fremont Street pep rally. To quote Tom Hackett, Utah's Ray Guy award-winning punter. Back to back. I'm lucky enough to be one of the many players that actually has never lost to 
insert BYU, which leads me to add <laughs> and say that this is Utah's world and BYU is living in it. To which Ty Detmer replied on Twitter, is there anything worse than a kicker talking trash? LOL. Can I get an amen? <laughs> uh, really? Yes, Ty Detmer t- asked t- a fantastic question. Yeah, enough talking. Let's play. I mean, there are new levels of hype for this game. 9-3 and BYU, 9-3 and Utah in a rivalry edition of the Las Vegas Bowl. Kicks off, as you mentioned, Jeremy, 3.30 Eastern, 12.30 Pacific time in front of a sold-out Sam Boyd Stadium. The game will be broadcast to a live national audience with the voice of college football, Brent Musburger, calling it on ABC. Jesse Palmer is his sidekick. The winner today gets to 10 wins, Jeremy, but more importantly, it's BYU-Utah. Yeah, there's been so much talk, and we're finally to game day, which is awesome. We talked to one staffer last night that told us the following. I have not seen our team this focused this season, which is good. Now, people want results off of that, but the players are all in on this. They may, they may feel like, you know what, a lot of our coaches are leaving after this game. They're working on Virginia stuff, you know, at night, whatever. Whatever. The players are involved, in, are fully invested, if you will. I can imagine what Harvey Longy's going through today, playing his former team, his former high school teammate, Senny Falunuku, had the dirty team comment. And now he's out here in Bronco Mendenhall's last game. For a lot of guys, there's got to be great emotion. Squally Canada is going to play. Garrett Jurgens is back. Manopi Kula is going to play. A Bingham guy who was also, I believe, teammates with Senny Falunuku. So lots of motivation, lots of reasons to get up for this game. Will BYU answer the call and win the game? I can promise you this much. Harvey Longy is 125% dialed in. That's physically impossible. No, I'm telling you. He <laughs> is. He is overcoming the laws of physics. With its motivation. Okay. Hey, settle down, Captain Technicalities. The winner, as as I said, gets to 10 wins, which is great. Set yourself up for a top 25 finish, most likely. Then you throw in Bronco Mendenhall on the BYU side. And six of his coaches in their final game at BYU with a shot at Bronco's 100th victory. Compelling. Captivating. Riveting. You choose the adjective that you want to describe this game. But once that ball is kicked off a little over three hours from now... All focus hits the physical and mental battle between the lines. We're exactly three and a half, by the way. It's a a 3.36 Eastern time kickoff, uh, 12.36 as well. Our Twitter question today is this. What is your Vegas Bowl bold prediction? Use the hashtag BYUSN. First tweet, at JDGibbons19. Devon Squally each get TDs. Tanner throws for 300 yards and three TDs. Kai Nakua gets two picks. That that was like four bold predictions in one. Yeah, that's the thing. Devon and Squally each scoring touchdowns is like super bold in and of itself. Yeah, Squally getting a touchdown is bold. (laughs) Devon getting a touchdown is really bold. Kai getting two picks. Well, that's happened in a game this season. What's your insanely out-of-control bold prediction? This. Hey, but I love it. <laughs> J.D. Gibbons, keep it coming, man. Use hashtag BYUSN, will you? There are three key matchups we are emphasizing today, and number one is Utah's front seven, which we also learned from a BYU staffer is the best in the entire country. Their front defensive seven against that BYU offensive line. Can BYU establish any sort of a run game? Because who has run against Utah this year? Hardly, hardly anyone. And the Pac-12 is not – they don't have great rushing offense, is my opinion. It's more of a passing kind of league. There's, there's some, but not a ton. So 
the rush defense for Utah, that's sixth nationally. They only give up 111 a game. BYU has struggled in some of these Power 5 games to run the rock. Nebraska, 68 of those came from Taste Mill. Other guys couldn't get it going. UCLA was good. Adam Hine was awesome. Missouri struggled to run the ball a little bit. Uh, that's a matchup where I think BYU needs to be able to run the ball enough. I don't think they need to go for 150, but certainly over 100. Running the ball against Utah, obviously going to be a task today for BYU. But if they can't run the ball, I mean, does it really matter that much? Because You don't want to be in third and longs. So that's the point. That's true. But even then, Utah's pass defense isn't exactly stout. And that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Utah's 96 in, in the NCAA in pass defense. They give up 253 a game. BYU, 21st in the country. They throw for 295. Now, you don't want to have to bail yourself out in those situations, but you don't want the first and 10 incomplete or gain of nothing, second and 10, the predictable draw to set up a third and eight. You don't want to be in too many of those situations because then they can pin their ears back and, and play better D. Can BYU pass the rock effectively against Utah? To me, they have to at least be able to run the ball at a minimum level. What would that mean? What does a minimum level 100 mean? 100 yards. Okay, so 100. 100 yards. Even though Utah's giving up 111, you feel like if BYU can run when, for 100 yards, that's, yes. that's enough. Yes. And, the, yeah, and there were games, uh, Michigan, BYU couldn't do anything. Uh, Missouri, BYU couldn't run the ball very well, so they couldn't get it down the field. Utah ranks 96th in the NCAA in pass yards allowed. BYU going to sling it today. And Utah's corners are good. They're small, but they're physical and they're good players. And they have some ba- – they're banged up at safety but as well. But the safety positions is where BYU might be able to take advantage because Chase Hansen was a freshman coming up. he was up a mission, backup. And he's injured now. So it's, it's kind of safety by committee back there for Utah right now with guys that that they didn't expect to see a lot of a lot of time on the field this year. So that that can be a place where BYU takes advantage. Number 2, turnovers, Jerem, and oh. I mean, we could have run a stat of the day on how BYU has taken advantage of the turnover game and wins over Utah against games they have lost to Utah. So Bronco uh, Mendenhall's 3 and 6 against Utah in the wins, BYU's plus 1 and the losses negative 16. Oh my god. So goodness. you're almost negative 3. In the losses, BYU can't be in the negative in turnover margin and win the game because this sets up number three. Special teams is, is big for me. Utah has really, really good special teams. Now, Britton Covey, uh, still game-time decision. Uh, but in terms of the kickers, Andy Phillips hasn't been as good as two years ago, but he's a good kicker. And then Tom Hackett, back-to-back Ray Guy Award winner for best punter. He's the best punter in the country two years in a row. Yet, BYU has the number one ranked blocked kicks unit, so... Andy Phillips told me earlier in the week he's not concerned at all. That won't change anything. But you'd think that BYU, if they can block a kick and get good field position or score that way, that would certainly change this game. I don't know that BYU has to necessarily win the turnover battle, but they can at, at the most, I think, be minus one and still have a good shot to win this game. You, you always want to be positive. Broncos, you know, of 50, course, 50, of course. 55 and 8 when he's positive. But what I'm saying is... If, U- if Utah's defense is good. You want to be positive so that you don't give Travis Wilson, who started 38 games, tons of experience. It's going to be the same fields. thing against Missouri. Okay? Really good defense. and an Utah offense, has a way better offense than Missouri. I don't know how good it is right now without Devontae Booker. How good is it? Joe Williams has run for 387 the last two games. That's really who good. Who have they played? Colorado and UCLA. UCLA has a terrible run defense. BYU knows that better than anybody. Yeah. 387-2 and two is fine, man. 
That's I'm, good. I, I'm not saying it's no bad. No one from BYU's done that in two games this year. I'm just saying, like, how much can we really take from what Utah has faced in the last two games defensively? Okay, Joe Williams ran, but... Well, BYU played San Jose State and Utah State, so those were a little tougher than those matchups. Not, that, that's not what we're discussing. I'm just saying... How much can I don't you take know, away from those two I games? don't know how much I buy into Utah's offense right now without Devontae Booker. He's he's a you, game changer. You want to make Travis Wilson make throws. Yes. Yes. So absolutely. And BYU's number one goal on defense is stop the run, always. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. What is your Vegas Bowl bold prediction? At Josh M underscore Matson says the game will have a moment that overshadows Beck to Harleen. No, that's too Come bold. On. Come on. That's way Come too bold. Come on. Hashtag bold predictions. That's hashtag insane predictions. <laughs> that's a Brian Logan type bold I'm prediction. I'm surprised that one got through the filter. It was so bold. <laughs> At Skyhawk94, Utah has three turnovers, resulting in 21 points for BYU. If that happens, BYU wins big. Three three turnovers that you turn it? You, you, you get turn it 21 points off the turnovers? I'll, I'll take three turnovers, turning it into 10 or 13 points. I'll take seven. I'll take 10. Up next, the men who produced one of the greatest plays in BYU football history. Speaking of John Beck and Johnny Harleen, they're on set together with us next. This is BYU Sports Nation, live from Las Vegas. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV, live from Sam Boyd Stadium in Las Vegas. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. You can always chime in using the hashtag BYUSN. In two hours and 15 minutes, we will be back here live for Countdown to Kickoff, live from Provo in Vegas. Dave, Blaine, Brian, David, and the guys will get you set. You may have noticed that two BYU legends have joined us on set that produced one of the greatest moments, not only in the BYU-Utah rivalry, but in BYU football history, John Beck and Johnny Harling. And and Preston. And Preston as well. Preston Beck (laughs) as well. That's true. Welcome to the set, guys. Thanks for having us. Thank you. It's game day for BYU and Utah for the first time in over two years. I think two years, two months, and 29 days. What does this game and this setup mean to you? We'll start with you, John. I think it's huge. It has a feel to it. Uh, There's just so much storyline. There's so much drama. And there's excitement. I can't tell you how many people were last night texting me being like, oh, my gosh, I feel like I'm a player. I can barely sleep. And these are fans. So, you know, (laughs) you can't ask for a better atmosphere than we're going to see today. And when this stadium starts to fill with red and blue, it's going to be awesome. What do you think, Johnny? Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, you think about – just the rivalry and the tension with the fans, players, coaches, everything, and um, people just just so pumped up for it. And it's not something, I don't know if it's ever happened before that they're actually playing in a bowl game. You know, it's usually for a long time it was the last game of the season, and then you have your bowl, but now it's like the grand finale. So, And, and like on a neutral site. So it's, uh, it's going to be different, but the same. Let's relive the greatest moment between you two. It happened at Rice Cycle Stadium in Salt Lake City, but I want you to listen to this call from James Bates on the mountain, and then I want to talk about uh, the emotions that come from that as you hear it one more time with us. Let's roll that play. Final play of the game, barring a penalty, all the time in the world for Beck. Can anybody get open for him? He'll roll right, lets it go, finds his guy, touchdown! Johnny Harleen comes all the way across the field. Beck finds him, and it's a touchdown in BYU. Swarms the field. They win it. 
Okay, James Bates is freaking out, Johnny Harlane. What uh, what are you, what are you thinking about as you listen to that one more time? Um, I always just try to remember, you know, what it was like for me, you know, inside my helmet and kind of my view. And I just remember, you know, the ball. I remember just I kind of snuck over to that side and um, everyone started, you know, flowing the other direction, which, you know, in, once it's a scramble drill, that's what you're supposed to do. And I kind of hung back behind and I was like, you know, I'm wide open over here. If John sees me. Then he can chuck it over here. And did you uh, wave at all? Did you like try and oh, get yeah. his attention? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was standing. I was waving like crazy over there. Did you and, see him? Uh, I mean, yeah. I as I scrambled, I first had to make sure that I had space to run. And I, it was crazy how I just saw this wave of people moving with me, and this lone white jersey just hanging back there. And the thought was in my head like. This entire wave's going to keep going, and he's going to be standing there. And it's funny because as you guys were playing it, I obviously don't have a headset on, so I just relived it through my own face mask. And it's funny that Johnny went back to that same thing. We got to live it inside of ourselves, and that view is obviously the best and most exciting one. So, so you scrambled to your right in an attempt to maybe give a little more space. That was well, yeah, that was all. I was trying to buy time. Yeah. I just as I moved left, then as their linebacker came at me, I I, I knew I needed to buy more time and. You know, as you scramble and as you're running, you kind of have the sixth sense to fill things. And I was trying to fill my environment around me, fill if I was going to have to have pressure to get the ball off. And then just you could see that whole wave of defenders and my own guys moving. And then there's just there's Johnny. And to, to be honest, I didn't know it was Johnny until I started to throw the ball. <laughs> then I realized. But the thing that a lot of people don't know that was pretty cool was, and I'm not sure if the TV catches this, as we walked onto the field after our little timeout on the sideline, Johnny walked up to me and said, hey, like, like, tell me what, what you're thinking. And I'm like, all right, well, if they blitz us, I'm, I'm going to come to you. Uh, but if they drop, drop everybody back, just like, be moving, find a way to get open. And that's literally, it was almost like a schoolyard thing of just, hey, try to get open, and I, if I can find you, I'll find you. And Did, it worked. What was the play call? Did you have speci- a specific play call or just like, just, just yeah. go down there, man, I'll find you? It was ace, yeah, ace flip 59. That was the play call. Yeah. And, you know, I remember saying... Just telling you, like, look, if you're in trouble, just throw it up yeah. to me. <laughs> I mean, you'd had a decent how... game up to that point. Yeah. yeah. I think we were literally the last two people that spoke to each other before then, all right, it's time to snap the ball type type thing. And, you know, <laughs> it made it pretty cool. Okay, now that we've established the greatest moment in the rivalry, what's the second best memory you both have from the BYU-Utah rivalry? This might take a second. Oh, besides other plays that game, um, <laughs> I would, for sure, for me, uh, Luke Staley running down the sideline. I was uh, on my recruiting trip from, uh, I was up at Rick's College that season, and so I came down for that game, and about, it was like I'm like the third row, 50-yard line, and uh, just seeing, you know, that uh, that last drive, and then I, I loved watching Luke Staley, such a explosive, fun player to watch, and uh, see him just take off down the sideline and, just, I just remember from my view there at the down close to the field and kind of looking up and just the whole stadium just going crazy like that. And uh, I was like, man, that would be like, what a feeling. How awesome would that be? And, uh, you know, for us, it kind of happened the opposite where the whole stadium was like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but that was cool too. <laughs> it was like everyone screamed for different reasons. Yeah. You know, that, that happens. What's second best for you? Uh, you know, <laughs> I think it's hilarious what Max said. I love seeing his little interview and just being like, tell him, Max. <laughs> and because he's a good friend of mine and I can forever joke about that with him, you know, that's obviously funny. But, you know, what was cool for me was in that very same game, that 06 game, I had some cool moments with Eric Weddle. 
I had a ball that I tossed up to Johnny that he one-handed on the sideline and came down, and it was going to review. And me and Eric were standing next to each other just having a normal conversation. Like, Eric's like, I swear he didn't get in. I'm like, no, you know what, dude? Like, he got it. Like, we're just talking. Uh, and then at the end of the game, uh, Eric and I got to walk across the field together, kind of having a conversation. And, you know, to me, that was awesome because, you know, football – yeah, Eric Wittle. <laughs> he knows Eric because he and Eric's son play on the same football okay. team. Oh, there okay. you go. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, it, it was cool for me, though. Like, football is a game. There's all this emotion. But yet you can just have this conversation between two competitors on teams that really dislike each other. We're both giving our best effort. But at the same time, it's just like we're, we're talking like we're out kids on the street, right? And to me, that's just that's the fun part of football. I agree with you as well. I mean, that's just such a that's a you know a good point to bring up because – you know, all this competitiveness and, and kind of even the hate of the teams towards each other, um, after a while you kind of realize it brings out, you, you know, you wouldn't be the player you are unless you were playing these guys that you really, really want to beat and you don't like them. And so at a certain point you kind of realize you have this, you know, this respect um, back and forth because, you know, it's helped you become better. So I, I kind of, that's something I've kind of realized more lately, not, not so much when I was playing, but... Um, you know, it, I think that's a cool story to bring up. John Beck and Johnny Harling with us on BYU Sports Nation Bowl Game Day Edition from Sam Boyd Stadium. We're about three hours away from BYU and Utah kicking off on December 19th, 24th annual Las Vegas Bowl. With everything that's gone into the preparation for this game, with all the fluctuating between the coaching search and is Kyle Whittingham a candidate and he's going to be on the other sideline and his Bronco has a chance to win his 100th game. I mean, is this the biggest BYU-Utah game ever? It does have a lot going into it. You know, for the game that me and Johnny played in our senior year and even our junior year, it was just a matter of two teams battling in a conference. And we had lost four in a row to them. We had an overtime loss in 05, and that's what it kind of meant for us and also capping off a big season. That was kind of the storyline of that game. Uh, and it made it cool to, to, to win. But, man, I just can't think of a game like this that, I, that I've been alive for. Uh, in this BYU-Utah game where there's just so much storyline. I mean, Bronco's done so much for the program, and now he's stepping away, but yet it's to get win 100. And there's been this huge rivalry that's gone back and forth. And for us, BYU, I mean, Utah has kind of owned us over the last 12 games, aside from, you know, some, some miracle plays. So there's a lot for us as BYU fans, as BYU players in this game. And also, no matter what Utah says, like, there's a lot on it for them, too. Their punter can say whatever the crap he wants. Their fans can act like it's not a big deal. <laughs> Trust me, there's going to be a ton of Utah fans watching this game on TV and a ton of fans in the stadium that they want it. They want it bad. But their rival is Colorado, John. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's the Pac-12 network that's trying to make that a rivalry. <laughs> Johnny, when you, look at, when you look at this game, what matchups stick out to you that you're going to be watching in this? Uh, well, I was talking with John just over here uh, off off to the side before we came on, and uh, to me, it's, uh, I mean, BYU, I think, and I heard you guys saying, running the ball, I think is going to be tough. Utah just traditionally has a tough run defense, and um, they, uh, even, our, even our season, you know, we had a great offense with run, pass, and everything, and we had, a, we struggled running the ball. So, to really score points... BYU's receivers, and, you know, the quarterback-receiver connection is going to have to, you know, be very precise. Um, guys are going to have to make plays because, you know, Utah will just get up there and match up on you and, uh, you know, one-on-one, -on -one and they get in that pretty tight coverage. You've got to have 
precision passing and, and guys, you know, with the hands to go out there and make make catches, make plays that are not necessarily that easy. You know, you've got to be able to perform in under a difficult circumstance. And uh, so that's what I'm looking at. Guys, th- those uh, receivers just got to make plays. John, Johnny obviously is, is going with the receivers. And, and like you said, we talked about that. It's it's clear headline. Can they get past the initial man press coverage of those Utah defensive backs? What other matchups are you looking for today? Uh, I just think the offense is a unit. Um, you know, Johnny touched on it a little bit. Uh, you know, I think Utah has had its struggles offensively when they lost their running back, and even when Covey got injured. You know, those guys were, were major playmakers for them. And I just kind of think as a unit, like, do I think our team needs to go out and run the ball for 100 yards to get a W? I don't. But do I think they need to find a way to get some running yards? Most definitely. You can't just have no running game and expect to just go out there and have all the, like all the other facets of your game work. Like, it may not be balanced. We may not have a great running game, but we're still going to hand the ball off. Um, you know, so my, my whole thing is just the offense as a whole. There's going to be some drives we probably go three and out. There's going to be some quarters where we might sputter. I said this to a few fans and friends of mine the other night. I said, listen, look at the BYU-Utah game over the last, however we want to say, 10 years. There's never been just a super dominating game where the offense has come out, and even in the games where me and Max were able to win, we had cold quarters that were lulls. We just couldn't get things going. So you know what? Utah's a good defense. They've done traditionally well against BYU. It's going to happen today. My whole thing is as an offensive unit, hey, if the second quarter goes for crap, who cares? Like, it's football. That happens. You do not need four good quarters to win a football game. Just keep moving, stay positive, and as a unit, stay together. So my, the thing I, I want to watch is, hey, if there is a bad quarter, if it's the second quarter, how do they then respond to open up the next half? That's my thing. I just want to see this offensive unit, when it doesn't go well, which it's probably going to have a bit of that, there's ebbs and flows, just respond. And they've done that all year, really. I'm, I'm excited because of this team. They have responded all year long when they needed to. So I expect when they need to respond today on this biggest stage against their rival, I think, of course, they're going to do it. And that's why I'm so excited for the game. John Beck and Johnny Hartling with us on BYU Sports Nation. We're going to take a short break with these two that produced one of the great moments in BYU football history. We'll come back live to Sam Boyd Stadium talking more about the BYU coaching situation, and what are the nerves like for the players as they enter a game like this? This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. It's Vegas Bowl game day. Game day, baby! Welcome back, sports friends. Las Vegas Bowl game day from Sam Boyd Stadium. BYU Sports Nation on location in Vegas. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan broadcasting in Radio Vision. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Countdown to kickoff is live coming up at 2.30 Eastern Time, two hours from now on BYU TV. We will have coverage live from Las Vegas and Provo. We're with John Beck and Johnny Harley, and we'll get to them in just a bit, but let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. This morning, multiple outlets reporting Kalani Sataki will become the new BYU head coach. It could be officially announced later today. BYU and Utah kickoff is mentioned uh, 3.30 Eastern time on ABC. Before that, count on kickoff. We will have a rebroadcast on BYU TV tonight at midnight Eastern, by the way. BYU men's hoops beat Central Michigan 98-85 last night to improve to 7-3 on the season. Kyle Collinsworth recorded his eighth career triple-double, extending his NCAA record. 12 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. Freshman Zach Selyus gave him that last assist with about a minute to play on a three-pointer. He had 25 points on 7-9 of nine shooting from distance. Jimmer Fredette in the NBA D-League put up 21 points last night in the Westchester Knicks 107 or 127-108 win against Maine. Beat the Red Claws. 
Just beat the red, right? Just beat the red. Beat the red. Twitter question today. What is your Vegas Bowl bold prediction? Send in your responses using the hashtag BYUSN. As I mentioned, we're with John Beck and Johnny Harlane. Put together that heroic moment in 2006. We've already uh, discussed what this rivalry means this year with everything that's happening. But, uh, Jeremy, you want to start us off again? Yeah, so there's been a question as to who's running the alumni flag out. You want to tell us who's running it out, John? <laughs> hey, Preston. Preston, point to you. <laughs> well, that answers that. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. What does that mean to you to run the flag out today? I mean, it's awesome. You know, it's kind of funny how it all took place between me and Bosco and Chad Lewis. I mean, it's just it's kind of funny that it all came down. And, you know, when the decision was made uh, or when I was asked, Bronco leaving hadn't happened yet. The game against Utah hadn't happened yet. You know, so for me, it's kind of cool to have the chance for Bronco, the coach that became the coach when I was there, that – you know, helped turn the program around. And, you know, I had great expectations for my time at BYU. And really, he, he was the guy that came in and allowed the program because of the work that he put into it and allowed me to meet those expectations. And, you know, and to, to be here with my son uh, and to be able to run out and he, he's going to join me today. I mean, that's just, you know, dream come true for me. Kalani Sataki, the probable hire for BYU, according to multiple uh, outlets. John, John chuckles over I, here. I know you're laughing. I know too much. <laughs> <laughs> what would he do for BYU's football program? I mean, you know, I don't want to jump ahead to anything because, you know, to me, this is Broncos' last game. And, you know, I think it's, as a fan base, we need to cherish all the work that that man has done for us because, I mean, I think if fans just would be able to jump back in time and stand in a stadium or be on a practice field or be around the program back in 03 and 04, I think you know we'd all realize, holy cow, Like, look how far this program has come because of the work that that man has put into just it. Just consistency. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's been great. You know what? And I, I think that you know the fans are going to miss him. But at the same time, you know, I think there's going to be some excitement for the next person that comes in. And, you know, I'm excited. And, you know, there's people that want to, you know, There'll be good things. There's there's good stuff. Okay. Okay. Johnny, there's been a lot of uh, talk about what this atmosphere and crowd's going to be like because BYU bought up all the general tickets since they were announced before Utah. What do you think it's going to be like here today? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure Utah will be well represented as well. I mean, you know, both, as John was saying earlier, both fan bases, you know, they want the, they want the win so bad. Um, BYU is more, seems to be more open about how badly they want the win. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be exciting. There's going to be a lot of people from both schools, so it's going to be kind of a little bit different dynamic than, you know, when you're playing in one's home stadium or the other. Um, so, you know, loud the whole time, I guess. Johnny, let's keep this next question and start it with you, and then we'll ask John. But what what were your nerves like going into BYU-Utah games, and what do you imagine the players on the BYU sideline are feeling right now? Hopefully they're not feeling too many nerves. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I just kind of I, what my my whole routine was. I would just you know go to the stadium. I'd be listening to some music and stuff, and uh, and you know just kind of relax, not really think about the game. It's like your preparation is pretty much you're not going to do anything new, really. You know, your preparation is done for the week. You go to the stadium, and uh, I would just kind of go through and, you know, you warm up your muscles, warm up your body, get ready to go. And uh, then when we run out uh, before the actual kickoff, that's when I would kind of, like, just start psyching myself up, get uh, get the adrenaline going a little bit. And um, But, you know, you just got to kind of balance that. You got to stay even keel a little bit because, you know, getting too pumped up is not helpful either. So it's just a balance that you have to strike to reach that high performance. And, uh, 
you know, it, it's just uh, kind of just a balancing act to be able to do that. And, and the more experience you have, you're able to kind of get into a routine that helps you get there. And so, you know, we'll we'll see what their nerves are like. <laughs> but uh, I, I felt like by that time in my career, I was pretty I was pretty good in, in getting in my routine and uh, being able to handle that. How different is their, the player's experience now, John, where they could sit there and be on Twitter, they could listen to any song they want, you know, I, I remember getting back from my mission in 04, being like, what's an iPod? What, you know, it's, it's different now for these guys. Yeah, it is. I mean, and there's a lot more. You know, I think it's, it, it was easy back in our day. You know, you just stay off your computer and don't read the newspaper. And, you know, you're not going to hear anything. You know, but nowadays, you carry your mobile phone with you wherever you go. And if you have follow people on Twitter that are making statements or saying things, it, it pops up. So, you know, I think it's a little bit tougher for these guys to stay away from the distractions. They probably have to be a little bit better trained. You know, the, kind of the thing that I learned through my experience of the Utah game, and it's happening now this year, it, it always happened at the end of the season. It was always game 12 or, you know, so you've done it a lot. You've played in a lot of games as the season's gone on. You've gone through your routine. Just stick to your routine. You know, in 2005, I think there was kind of this big emphasis made on the Utah game, and uh, guys came out a little too hyped up, a little too excited, and I could feel it on the sideline like, okay, we've, we're kind of a little too hyped. There, there needs to be a calmness. You know, defensive guys can get hyped, but especially on the offensive side of the ball, just stay calm. You've played in 12 games already. Stick to your routine. Stick to the game plan. You don't have to try to do too much. Just go play football. Uh, and that's the balancing act, you know, and I, I think as long as you're confident in that, just then just be confident and go play confident. What would a win today do for BYU's football program in terms of impact moving forward? Well, really, if we can get this win today, I think you took a season that as soon as Taysom limped off the football field, everybody wondered, what now? When Taysom was healthy, we all had super high expectations. You know, I expected to see Taysom sitting at the Heisman thing on that uh, show. You know, and all of a sudden he's down, Jamal's down. Tanner steps in. I'd heard a lot of really good things about Tanner, but I've been off a mission trying to play quarterback, and he's got a couple months of prep, and you wonder, how's this going to go? For BYU to go through the ups and downs they've had, to have the miracle games against uh, Nebraska, to have that crazy finish against Boyce, to have those games, and now we're sitting here possibly being able to finish with 10 wins. If this can cap off a 10-win season after losing the guys we lost, I'd say it would be an amazing season. I mean, a great one. And what would it mean going forward for BYU, Johnny? Well, you know, I think at this point with the rivalry, at least, um, it's it's been so one-sided lately that, uh, you know, hopefully a victory would, you know, just kind of bring it back to where it's something that people want to have keep happening. Because it's like, you know, Utah at this point is kind of, you know, they as John said earlier, they want the win. But um, at the same time, it's kind of like, well, you know, we beat you guys like five times in a row already. Do you even want to play us, you know? So, um you know, just bringing back that rivalry, making it a little more uh, balanced so that, uh, you know, BYU fans can have something to talk about. And, um, it, but, uh, yeah, moving into, like, kind of the next, as, as it's Broncos' last game, you know, him getting a 100th win, um, sending him off with a win over Utah. I mean, you know, I, I don't need to explain, like, how important or how cool that would be, uh, you know. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's a huge game. I don't know if either of you had the chance to see what Jerem and I recreated on this field I yesterday. I did. The, 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 the vine of Beck good. to Hart. Okay, yeah. Well, how, how, would you, how would you rate that? I mean, you guys did a pretty good job. Like, I, one question I had. Did you hear, were you guys trying to recreate it as it was being played? Or you did it and it happened to time up that dang close to how it really was? So it was, it was one take. It was one take. It was one take. one take. We did it in one take. So but it wasn't was there, quite like, there. Was, like, was there like a radio or somebody's iPod playing it? 
Or you just in, did it into and it the had... into the phone, but we were away from it. Wow, yeah. that was pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. So I was trying to time it based on like the slight cadence that I could hear. As... I was just curious. Did you guys like who who was fighting over being Johnny, or were you guys fighting over who was being me? You guys wanted to be Johnny. I related more to Orem High <laughs> than I did uh, <laughs> Mountain View. I've always been a quarterback <laughs> at heart, John. Well, here's here, so here's here's the funny thing. I when did the dap too. I don't remember you doing that, so that was a little additional. <laughs> Somebody yeah. sitting here makes me recreate it all the time. But I am when he, when we recreate it, he makes me be Johnny, and he's me. And if I don't go down to my knees, he's like, "But Dad, Johnny caught it on his knees." So I'm like in the street, like, "All right, having to go down on my Gravel knees and, and getting all dirty." Yeah, that's <laughs> how's how's your arm, Preston? You talk a little louder. How, how's your arm? Good. Okay. Oh, wearing a Steve Young jersey. Yeah, I yeah. text Steve. I said, "Steve, don't worry, buddy. We got you repped here at the game." <laughs> Steve Young and all. Well, John Beck, Johnny Harlan, it's been uh, great to have you on set. We appreciate yeah, awesome. you coming early, and go Cougars, right? I mean, what, yep, you, fine, final statements from the two men? Go Cougars. Man. <laughs> I'm excited for the game. That sums it up. <laughs> Here's my thing. It feels right, doesn't it? Like, yes. sometimes, yes. I mean, heck, the storyline, there's just too many the things. Royal jerseys. There's just too many things, It had right? to be this way. There's just too many things. When I walked up today, I'm like, there's just too many things. You can't ask for a better way for it to all end and wrap up. So let's just go get it done. Got to win. It had to be this way. Up next, will BYU have more or less turnovers than Utah? We play more or less, and that might be the biggest factor in today's game. Stay with us on BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. You know who else is going to be on the stage today? The Jabberwockies. That's right. You know Jabberwockies performing yeah. here. Wow. BYU Sports Nation back to work. Live from Las Vegas at Sam Boyd Stadium presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out. Remember, if you miss an episode of this show on weekdays, you can catch the rebroadcast at 6 p.m. Tonight... It's going to be all about the post game That's on exactly, BYU TV. That's exactly right. We've been running the second best play of 2015 Twitter bracket. So here's the latest. The three seed Tomasi Lalile scoop and score against Utah State advances to the championship match as it beats out second seeded uh, Remington Peck pass with 59% of the vote. So that is our first upset in the seeding, a three over a two. That sets up the championship matchup of the top seeded Mitchell Jurgen Starman against Boise State. To take on the three-seeded Tomasi Lalile scoop and score. What was more unlikely to happen? BYU gets a fumble and oh. returns it for a touchdown at Utah State, or Tanner Mangum to Garrett Jurgen Starman to beat Boise State on fourth and seven. I don't know, both awesome. <laughs> but we did run into the Jurgens' uh, parents yes. uh, in the hotel, and they said they love they love the show, which is awesome. Uh, but they love the Twitter bracket too. Well, they love the Twitter bracket. <laughs> Starman! And, and did you see our touchdown celebrations from 2015? I happened to see that because I was involved, yes. If you haven't seen it, check it out. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation tweeted it out yesterday. Maybe we'll tweet it out again. There's a vine of Jerem doing a dap. That alone should make you want to go and check it out. And uh, some other touchdown celebrations, iconic moments from, from, from this year. Yeah, that we, we have we recreated on the, on the field at the Las Vegas Bowl. We're, we're bored. Oh, we're man. On the field, dorking around. I had yeah. a great time. That's, yeah. that's one of my favorite memories from this trip thus far. <laughs> there have been many. Ted, Ted Serious. Like, that's one of my favorite moments. I'm serious, too. Follow BYU Sports Nation again on Twitter to see the plays and vote for your choice. What's the second best play of the 2015 season? So we'll announce the winner on Monday's show. The winner. So you vote. We'll announce Monday. Will we announce a head coach on Monday as well? Oh, sounds like Inception noise. Sounds like it. Question mark. <laughs> it's time to play more or less. More or less. 
on BYU Sports Nation. Jeremy and I are about to throw out a few different scenarios, numbers, where we decide there will be more or less of that number. Number one, Devon Blackman will have more or less than .5 TD catches. Jerem. I want to say more. I want to, I want He's Devon Blackman score today. to get a touchdown. Is he going to score today? He's going to score today. I'll say more. I say more as well. Devon Blackman will have an impact in this game and will score his touchdown. It, it and, has to be this way. And then, he, and then he doesn't finish as the dude in BYU history with the most catches without a TD catch. You don't want that distinction. Number two, BYU will have more or less turnovers than Utah. I wish I could answer even in this game, but Utah is one of the top teams in the country, sixth nationally in turnovers gained. I believe that number is 26. That's a, that's a high number, okay? Sixth nationally. So I'm, I'm going to go less, but that BYU can turn its turnovers into more meaningful points than Utah does. Okay, BYU, I think, will turn the ball over more than Utah because of their stout defense. But I'm with you. I, I don't know that Utah will be able to capitalize as much on BYU's turnovers. I think BYU can still be minus one in the turnover category and win this game. Yeah, that's a good point. And field position will play a big role in this. Tom Hackett's really good. Like, their punter, he's legit. Back-to-back, best punter in the country. So BYU's really got to string together some drives. The thing we're not talking about is BYU defense, by the way. They need to show up big in this game because they can help the offense out a little more. Number three, Squally Canada. Making his first start, well, not start, but just playing in his first, first game, game at BYU, he will have more or less than seven rush attempts. More. If he doesn't turn the ball over in any of his, his you know, five-plus carries, I think that he'll be good enough to where Robert and I will get him toting the rock, and he'll be a nice change-of-pace guy that we haven't seen uh, this whole season because BYU hasn't had that kind of scat back that Squally Canada can be. Who's the guy that's been able to study the playbook all season long, see it implemented on the field from the sidelines, and who is more anxious to get on the field than Squally Canada? The dude has fresh legs. He's ramped up. He's going to carry the ball more it's than It's so times. awesome that he can play in this game. We've, totally. heard, we've heard of this situation in basketball. Matt Carlino, even Jamal Ates last year, but he got hurt. Now Squally Canada can play in this game and it doesn't count against him? So weird. Number four, BYU will have more or less than .5 blocked kicks today. I go less. I don't think BYU gets one today. I think that Utah prepares itself well. They're the best special teams in the country top to bottom, I think. They were last year for sure. I think they're up there again. With Britton Covey in the lineup, I think they're the if best special teams. he's in the teams. lineup. Now, he's a game-time decision. If Britton Covey plays, he's a, he's a game-changer. Uh, type guy as well. He's, he's, the, been huge. he's really the only guy that can stretch the field, whether it's on special teams or as a receiver yeah, for Utah. No, there's no Drez Anderson of a couple seasons ago. Britton Covey had been good in the slot, but he's he's not even stretching the field deep that way. He's stretching the field in terms of punt returns Certainly. mostly. Number five, Bronson Kafusi will have more or less than 1.5 sacks today. Less, one. He'll get in the backfield. Uh, he'll have some tackles for loss, but in terms of sacks, Travis Wilson is elusive. He's sneaky. In fact, by BYU fans, he's been nicknamed, like, the giraffe. So Utah fans have tweeted out videos of giraffes kicking cougars. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, that's that's a real thing. Yeah, Yeah. so I think less, but he gets one. I say more. I think Bronson Kafusi in his final game as a senior will have two sacks today. And it'll be tough. That would be big. It'll be tough, but I think Bronson is ready to ball out, and he'll figure out a way to get around that offensive line and harass Travis Wilson. This is the last chance, last opportunity for him to be like, Okay, on a big stage. I know he's going to play and this in the East-West is, Shrine game. And this is the biggest stage the BYU's played Certainly. on the entire season. They, the nation's ABC, attention. ABC Nebraska was there. Do you know how many, of the, how many other games are playing during BYU's? None. It's the second game of the college football 
bowl ga- bowl game season. You know, and it's on ABC. Now there's a, there's you know another. Well, there's North Carolina AT and T. Are they? It might be the third, second, whatever. Brent Musburger, ABC, the national buzz, the matchup, the Bronco, all that. This is the biggest stage and game BYU's played in in a couple of years. You can imagine the buzz that if Utah was playing their real rival, Colorado, in oh this game. Oh, my gosh. You keep going to the well there. What kind of uh, <laughs> dynamic that would create. Yeah, why aren't they calling out Colorado like they have BYU? That's so odd. Number six, BYU will have more or less points than Utah at the end of the game. Listen, it'd be super weird if I said less on this show, so I'm going to say more. I think BYU wins the game. BYU's going to have to play a really good game, though. Utah doesn't win nine games in the Pac-12 for nothing, and as we mentioned earlier this week, BYU under Bronco Mendenhall has never defeated a Power 5 team that finished the season with nine or more wins. That is nuts. If they this beat Utah be the today, they're guaranteed. and only. Yeah. BYU needs to win this game. With everything that's happened, BYU has to win this game. BYU finishes the season with 10 wins. I called it back in you April. You did. I called it again after Taysom went down with an injury. Like a crazy person. BYU will win their 10th game today and beat the Utah Utes. How do you like that? Twitter question today. What is your Vegas Bowl bold prediction? What's bold enough for me is BYU just going to win. They're going to snap the four-game losing streak. My bold prediction is that I perform with the Jabberwockies during <laughs> the game on this set. The latest on the BYU football head coach search and what a true freshman did for BYU basketball last night. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Bowl game day. What should we do now, Jerem? Whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Well, I reporting Kalani Sitaki will become the new head coach at BYU and that it could be announced today. Still waiting for that uh, announcement. It's game day, BYU versus Utah. No, duh. We're in the stadium, Sam Boyd Stadium. Uh, 2.30 Eastern time. Countdown to kickoff. We'll get you set for that. It's live on ABC at 3.30. Kickoff at 3.36. We'll have a rebroadcast at midnight Eastern. Sweep the leg. Sweep the leg. Men's basketball. BYU men's hoops beat Central Michigan 98-85 last night. They're 7-3 now on the season. Kyle Collinsworth had his eighth career triple-double. 12 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. Stat sheet stuffer. His last assist went to freshman Zach Selyus, who led the Cougars in scoring with 25.7 of 9 shooting from three-point line. Zach Selyus, the nice revelation, true freshman. Also, the Chicago Tribune reports BYU and Illinois could be playing a game in the United Center next season. Jimmer! Jimmer Fredette scored 21 points on 9 of 14 shooting to go with 8 rebounds in the Westchester Knicks' 127-108 win against the Maine Red Claws yesterday. Cougars in the NFL. Daniel Sorensen and the Chiefs play at Baltimore, Wanayunga, and da- Dallas Reynolds Giants host undefeated Carolina. Alani Fu and the Cardinals play at the Eagles, and Ziggy and Van Noy play at New Orleans. Frack and Bill. 13 high school athletes have signed letters of intent to join BYU women's track. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. We're giving it to Zach Selyus and Kyle Collinsworth for what they put on last night. BYU over Central Michigan. Triple-double King gets another, extending his already NCAA record. Zach Selyus, second game in a row. He's been enormous off the BYU bench. So if you missed it, John Beck's going to run out the alumni flag. That was organized before the matchup with Utah uh, came about. I would love it if John went out there with Johnny Harleen and or Max Hall. I want to give a shout-out as well to the BYU equipment staff. I walked in the locker room. 
shortly before the show and just kind of soaked in the royal blue jerseys and all the work that they have to put in. They do good work. We haven't given them a shout-out all year, and they, they deserve a shout-out as well. Sure, absolutely. And our crew this whole week, we've been doing this in the frigid, cold weather. Finally, we get a day in the sun. I don't have to jump into anything today. So this has been a great day. Everyone's been fantastic, led, of course, by Michael Miner, our senior coordinating producer, our producer Ben Bagley, and everyone involved. It's been awesome. Yeah, huge thanks to all parties involved, including those back at the building right now in Provo, Utah, oh, yeah. that are helping out. So. They're doing work. Normally I produce the pregame show, so Harrison Collier, thanks, man. <laughs> Take care of business. Trust me, though, we'll be working during the pregame. Our Twitter question today, what is your Vegas Bowl bold prediction? Let's go to the Twitter machine. At Dugier 68, Devon Blackman scores the game-winning touchdown. Wouldn't that be something? What if it's early in the game and BYU just runs away with it? Who, but but it would who, be the determining score. That's right. Game-winning touchdown is not you. It's not a stat. In soccer, it's like everything. At Jeff Aka, Aka, bold prediction. BYU wins by at least 21. Wow. I think it's going to be a close game. 14 I, of 17 have been decided by one score or less. I think they're tightly contested. BYU's 1 and 3 against Power 5s. 14 of the last 17 have come down to a touchdown or less. John Beck said it and mentioned it. We mentioned it yesterday. It's been a while since BYU pummeled Utah. I mean, beat them by more than one score. I believe that 96 20 point is the win. last time. 20 point win in 1996. I was there. BYU rushed for over 300 yards in that game. Steve Sarkeesian threw for 72 yards on 7 Ronnie Jenkins passing. and Brian McKenzie, what up? <laughs> it's going to be reversed today. BYU is going to pass for over 300 yards. At Asian Schroth, says Tanner Mangum throws five touchdown passes today. That would be a season high. That would be pretty wow, good, man. against Utah? Man, at Laser Sheet, bold prediction, Harvey Longy with an offensive touchdown, a sack, and a pick. That could happen. Hashtag beast mode. That could happen. Are Thanks you- to... Oh, go ahead. Oh, elite tweet. Let's yeah, get it. Yeah, let's get the elite tweet in from at MDEdmonds62. I predict BYU wins 24-21 on a blocked <laughs> field goal by Kofusi. Wow. Thanks to John Beck, Johnny Harleen, and everyone on our crew. Conversation continues on Twitter. Use hashtag BYUSN. Audio podcast on iTunes and the TuneIn app. Check out BYUSN.com as well. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Kalani Sataki once again. BYU Sports Nation back to work on Monday.